The Colorado Avalanche lose to the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't have much else to say for an opening, Kyle. That's that pretty much is all I really need to say. But we got a half hour to fill up, so let's talk about this thing. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram, threads, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. Make sure you are subscribed to our subtext as well. <clears throat> Link to that is in the show notes below. And when you do, you can chat with Kyle and I one-on-one and send in your thoughts like they're doing right now, uh, which we will get to uh, a little bit later. But um going to jump right in here, sir, because th- this is, this to me... Uh, this is a this is abysmal, and yeah, you can sit here and say like the Avalanche looked good in in the first period. I I they looked you know you gave up the first goal, but you bounce back and you get two, and then you think okay like that that's the start of you know this team getting going, and you're gonna ride off into the sunset against this team, one of the worst teams in the league, and then you do nothing after that, nothing. And and I got on the screen there. If you're on, if you're on uh, YouTube, and our and you know the third bullet point there, is this the worst loss of the season? I'm going to answer that right now. To me, yes, it is. Ve- getting blown out by Vegas, okay, I can handle that. Getting blown out by St. Louis Blues, that stinks. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat that at all. The, a, a one goal loss to a team of the caliber of the Chicago Blackhawks is absolutely unacceptable at any point of the season i just i I, i'm gonna let you take it right now because my my this we're recording this a few minutes after after the game is over obviously and um it's just unacceptable to me man it just is and chris we've been doing this for a while and usually when we get ready for the episode we kind of talk back and forth and we kind of get into the episode I don't think a single word has been said between the two of us. No, since the game yeah. has been over, like finished, we we've just been sitting here, and the record button went on, and here we are. Well, I do like I, I get like graphics going, and I bring up tabs for for you know the stats, and and while we're doing that, we're usually just chit chatting either about the game or just our day. <laughs> You're right, though. We said nothing. There was not a, not a single word, and. You mentioned this could be the worst loss of the season. I agree with you. And honestly, if this was a game that you didn't watch, you were getting ready for the holidays coming up. You just, oh, it's Chicago. I'm not going to, ah, Avalanche have this in the bag. You see they lost 3-2. You're like, oh, I bet you that was a good one. You're wrong. You're wrong. It was not a good one. The Avalanche gave up eight penalties. Eight penalties. Eight. Eight of them. They outshot the Chicago Blackhawks, good for you. The faceoffs, dead even. 
Congratulations. They had no heart, and it was evident in the second and the third period. The Blackhawks, Chicago Blackhawks, 2023-2024 Chicago Blackhawks, passed the puck with such precision and malice, they cut apart the defense for the Colorado Avalanche, made them look foolish. Yes, McCarr isn't there, but you also have six other NHL defensemen on that team, and they looked lost. Nachushkin, his two goals in the first, was it. And that's two goals on Nuke. Yeah. He no. looked good, he looked hot, but that's it. And and you saw that first period from him, and you're like, dude's gonna get a hat trick in in you know uh, of the natural hat trick variety in the first period. And then he didn't. You're like, okay, but the way that this thing is going and how he is completely done, they had no answer for him in up front at the net front, nothing. And and you're like, okay, well, he didn't get the hat trick in the first. I almost posted it. I'm like, book it, yeah, book it. Uh, Donald Chuskin is getting a, a hat trick in this game. They just can't stop him. And and like he he disappeared. Um, I, you know, Nathan McKinnon extended his point streak. Great. I'm already over that. Yep. Uh, good for you. And, and on to the next thing, because like, I, I don't think Nathan McKinnon cares about that at all right now. You mentioned the penalties. Um, you know, there's, there's 60 minutes in a hockey game, Kyle, the avalanche had 32 penalty minutes. Now there's some 10 minute misconducts and stuff in there. Um, but that the, those count. Mm-hmm. You, more than half the game you had in penalty minutes. Your two goals came from a power play. Good. Congratulations. You know, the power play looked good. But you couldn't score five on five against this team? You couldn't do that? That team held you in check on five on five? How? They have nothing. They don't have anything. They are they are a a, a boring team i'm sorry chicago and i love jack over at locked on on blackhawks uh you know they they, they, all they have is offense that is it they have nothing on defense and they shut you out on five on five inexcusable and it's one of those again if you didn't watch the game and you're looking at the stat line you see they they lost by a goal oh that's sad two for three on the power play any other night of the week we would be championing this game as the greatest avalanche performance, two for three on the power play. Get out of here. That's incredible. You outshot the Blackhawks too. But when you watch that team on the ice, honestly, the Chicago Blackhawks were the better team. There, uh, After the first period, yeah. Yeah. First period was all avalanche. And I was feeling like, oh, this we're going to come out, continue what we did in, in the first. And, you know, this could be another six to two game. genuinely felt that way and it was like a different team came out after the first intermission and you can't tell me don't start saying well they don't have kale mccarr and cogliano that doesn't matter you look at the roster you still had they that team should fall into everybody should have two goals Mm -hmm. be flirting with a hat trick it shouldn't just be nuke that it was such a poor performance and it just it never felt like one of those oh they have a chance they have a chance it's that the second period you felt it slipping away 
And that third period, it physically hurt me to watch that third period because yeah. there was just nothing cooking for the Colorado Avalanche. I'll say like, you know, it was almost like you were talking about Valanchuskin and how he had like such a good first period. And then everybody just kind of just was pedestrian after that, just going through the motions. And and the Blackhawks get two goals on their first three shots against Alexander Georgiev. But I thought he got better as the game went on. He, you know, not incredible, but um, I thought he, he, he got better. Um, and, you know, the difference was Mrazek was a lot better. And I just can't figure out for the life of me how the Avalanche keep doing this. They keep doing this and they keep shooting themselves in the foot. They they're just, I want to see, I keep saying this. I say this after how many games, but now it rings true more than any other time, Kyle. How is the team going to bounce back from this? Because th this will, I, uh, we always, we were saying like, Oh, uh, Gabe Landeskog being back and, and around the team. Uh, Okay, did that do anything for this game? No, because it's on the ice that matters. And I'm glad Gabe Landeskog is back and around the team. And great, kumbaya, let's all sing that. But what goes on in the ice, he doesn't control that. And now the guys on the ice have to answer for this. And I want to see what they do. I want to see what they do next against Ottawa because Ottawa, I hope, is walking into a buzzsaw. Because you, if if you're a, a member of the Colorado Avalanche, you you should be how we how we were saying we, there wasn't much communication between us before we went live. That plane ride home should be dead silent because the Blackhawks just beat you and stuck it to you, and that's the best that they can give you. That's the best that they have, and you couldn't overcome that. I don't know, man. Bad loss. Bad, bad loss, and and I'm not the type to to you know make make this go out any further than it is right here. This does not define the Avalanche season, and I you know we're not packing it in and saying like oh you know hit the panic button anything like that. No, it's this game right now. This is unacceptable game right here right now. What happens you know against Ottawa? We we move on from it when when you hit the ice for that. But for right now. Games like that cannot happen, and I said it at the time when they when they lost when they got blown out by Vegas. I'm fine with those losses. I'm, I don't want to say I'm fine with them. Like, oh, they're fine. I, I'm okay with it. But I, I can watch that and be like, you just didn't have it that night. They did, and look what happened. Games like this, if you can't tell, <laughs> eleven minutes into the episode, um, they just really rub me the wrong way. Games like this. More to talk about with this one. Um, we we have a sound check, which um, is going to be a little bit aggressive, <laughs> which we'll get to that a little bit. Our subtext people are weighing in. So uh, we'll get to all that more uh, coming up next. Right now we got Sleeper and the Sleeper app and the brand new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities yeah, Colorado Avalanche, could they hoist the Stanley Cup? Sure. Could they lose to the Chicago Blackhawks? Yeah, they just proved that. And you're, you're, you could win big by da playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. Is there a better daily fantasy hockey app than Sleeper, Mr. Sullivan? Not at all. Not, not a single not. one. It's our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash 
in daily fantasy contest. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Kale McCarr, if he plays on Saturday, or Nathan McKinnon, if he can continue his point streak, if they'll record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. So use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That code is locked on NHLC sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, getting back into this game that the Avalanche lose to the Chicago Blackhawks, three to two. Um, uh, who kind of? I mean, there were like some good things in the first period. And you had Valanciuskin and you had that top line going. What happened? Like, what, what, did, what stuck out to you where it was just like things went south? Was it just adjustments that, I mean, I, I can see like Chicago obviously made some adjustments in the second, but why couldn't the Av, Avs overcome those adjustments? Why didn't, why could, why can't the, the, this team's talent? No matter what adjustments Chicago is making, where you know they're playing a little bit tighter, um, why can't the skill level of the Avalanche just rise above whatever Chicago is doing to you? Yeah, you know, and it's one of those. I don't think the Avalanche. It's been a while since the Avalanche have made an adjustment to handle that kind of to counter an adjustment. Like it was that second and third period that they started really. The five on five, Chicago looked like they had a never ending power play, which they kind of did. But the ability to pass around that defense, the Colorado Avalanche, the effort on defense, like we just talked yesterday about possible trade rumors and, ooh, who are they going to go after and forward? And I said this yesterday mm-hmm. it's not the forwards they need to go get, they need another defenseman. And if Kale McCarr. And the rumors that are floating around about what's going on with Kale McCarr, how hurt is he? You need another NHL caliber defenseman to fill in on these spots. Sam Malinsky, he's nice, but it's not there yet. Taser is not having the most incredible defensive go at it. Mm-hmm. They need one more defenseman. And Chicago sees this. And by the way, that Bedard kid, even though he didn't score a goal, He's legitimate. Oh, sure. And he's got he's... the speed. And he's got the touch. And yeah. he, much like that, Nathan McKinnon, all... yeah. if he's not going to score the goal, he could facilitate. He could pass. And if that avalanche team feels like they're on their heels, they're it's deer in the headlight look. That's Which... I see that a lot of just standing around, floating around, and just trailing back all the way to the slot. And then people will pass around and put a shot in. Well, that's the thing, man. Like the the offense is is what it like. I think overall the offense is is fine. Like they're getting shots. Um, they had a ton today. Mm-hmm. What would they have? Uh, Thirty seven shots on goal. Like that that that's a good amount. Like I'm not the, the problem here. I don't feel is the offense anymore. No, there was that moment in time early in the season where you know they were shut out back to back game like they were struggling to score i feel like that's been corrected and when you get 37 shots on net typically you're going to get in more than two 
So you have to give some credit to Mrazic here for, for just keeping it at two. The problem is all on the defensive side. There's just breakdown after breakdown after breakdown, turnover after turnover after turnover. And the the def, the defenders for the Avalanche, they're contributing offensively, which is nice. But I need you to play defense too, yeah. guy. Like that your 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 title is is a defenseman. And I know the Avalanche that like they, they want their defensemen to engage offensively. And it's almost like they they that's at the forefront of their mind right now instead of doing the two things that they're responsible for. And I wouldn't even say they're responsible for the offensive end. Like that's just how the the nature of and the style of the game that the Avalanche play is their defenders engage, right? But they're missing assignments left and right on the on the defensive end. You just see guys. Like the, I mean the 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 penalty the power play one that Chicago got that was just nice passing, um, but there's just guys floating wherever they want to go, and they're not checked and they're not picked up and they're not shoulder on a shoulder. It's just they're going to let this guy skate right in and then we'll we'll go engage with him. And you know, there's two points there. You mentioned in the first segment that your gift didn't look bad. There were two goals that should have been goals for Chicago that didn't happen. One went wide, went five hole through your gf it just kind of it didn't go in and one was dancing on the goal line that yeah. could, it, it could have been a lot worse yeah. on the scoreboard but puck luck was on the avalanche side and when it comes to defense i feel like the big problem right now for insert your favorite defender here mm-hmm. instead of stepping up and being top tier defense they're trying to step up and fill the shoes of kale mccarr and you're not Kale McCarr. We don't no. need you to play incredible offense highlights. We don't need we don't need that. We need solid lockdown defense, which Kale McCarr brings you with his hockey IQ. Mm-hmm. He he could see the play. He knows how to set it up, how to get the puck out of the zone, set up zone transitions, which it's been a hot minute since I've seen that. All right. I feel like it, they're all trying to fill in the shoes of Kale McCarr and try and be prolific and astounding. And they're forgetting their defense for their role. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if they are trying to do that, they, they need to stop. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the case, but I wouldn't phrase it as they're trying to be Kale McCarr. I would phrase it as they're trying to pick up his slack of him not being there. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, but, but, so that's the, the, the issues on the, on the defense, at least for this game. Um, what's going on with Mika Rantanen? Because he's getting a touch, uh, a little bit of the Andre Burakovsky's and, and sailing pucks all over the, but he, he looked like a stormtrooper out there, just, you know, firing shots that were not on net and not on target. And even at the end of the game, when they had the goalie pulled, and he had a shot from his right hand side, it what like it Mrazek caught the puck, stopped stopped the stopped the play, and it and he caught it in his in his glove, and it wasn't even it wasn't even going on goal. It was it was way off to the side. He caught it so far. If he had let that go, it would have just went behind the net. Like that happened, I think at least three or four times in that game. Where Miko Rantanen had a really good look for him that he typically either buries or at least gets on goal. 
and he was all over the place with his shot. It was just one of those, you know, a golfer gets the yips. Um, I think it was one of just those days for for Miko Rantanen. I'm not concerned long term because he's way too prolific to for that to continue. But it was just clearly an off night for shooting for Miko Rantanen. And it's one of those that when you get in that mindset of trying to force yourself to score and try and change the tides of momentum, you grip the stick a little bit more, you take the Burakovsky shots, you sail it to the upper deck, you're not mm -hmm. hitting the net. Instead of making it happen or facilitating, you try and force the fact and stuff like that happens. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll get to the stats. We'll just run down the stats quickly, get to our subtext people, and then our uh, Locked On Avalanche sound check. And we'll do all that coming up next. Right now we have FanDuel. And as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel because right now new customers can get that $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins in bonus bets. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, so much more. Broncos seem like they have a pretty good chance if they can win out, but that's a big if. I'm, do you think they can do that, Mr. Sullivan? Give me a yes or no. You're asking me, does a Denver sports team have the ability to win? Right now, I think that's up in the air. <laughs> so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get this NFL season underway. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, let's uh, just run through some stats here. You had Van Chuskin with the two goals. Uh, Jonathan Drouin had an assist. So he's he's slowly getting a little bit more consistent here. He had a good um, first period. Yeah, I, th I thought he had a pretty solid game, I have to say. Nathan McKinnon, like we said, continues his uh, his point streak to 16 games with an assist. Uh, that was on the very first goal. Very pretty Pretty passing there on that power play for Nachuskin's first one. Uh, Miko Rantanen did have an assist. And I was saying how he had he was all over the place with the shots. He still had seven shots on goal. <laughs> so he could have easily had double digits. Um, on the defensive end, the only one with a point was Mr. Sam Malinsky with an assist. So uh, hits-wise, that went the way of the Blackhawks by far, 23-14. to 14. Um, Avs did win the face-off percentage 52 to 48, we'll say. Uh, shots on goal, all Avs 37-22. There's those penalty minutes. Um, yeah, it's uh, stat-wise, if you look at just the, you know, get rid of those penalty minutes because that looks just well, 32 minutes to 16. 16's a lot, obviously. Um, you would think this this was a, a a good game for the avalanche it was not no nope. it was not man I, I just not happy about it all right uh over on subtext um this one's from kyle says uh existence is pain should have pulled out the win the streakiness continues short and sweet to the point uh yeah I can't disagree with what you said. Tanya, sometimes I legitimately feel sorry for you guys uh, having to come up with coherent thoughts to talk about <laughs> after a game like that. 
Thank you, Tanya. I appreciate that people are looking out for our well-being uh, because, you know, yeah, it, the players are going through their thing. We're going through something as well. Okay. Okay? Yeah, it's no, <laughs> I no, I, I appreciate that, Tanya. Um, and then this is, I think this is Vargar. Yeah, this is Vargar. Um, interesting. So if Mac, if Mac wants a heart trophy, these are the winnable games he needs to show up in. You agree with that? Absolutely. I don't, but go ahead. No, if what is the heart? What is the definition of the heart? Um, well, the definition of the heart is the most valuable player. The voting of the heart is not for the most valuable player. It's just who had the best year points wise. I don't How think does... voters go back and look at wins and losses and who, who they, they will look at. He continued to, uh, you know, he had a 16, 17, however long this thing goes, they're not going to look at his record during that. Whatever streak, however long it goes streak. How other than extending his streak, whoop de doo I mean, he's four games behind Paul Stasny for a streak. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many heart trophies did Paul Stasny win with that a streak of that caliber? Zero. So if you're going to go after the well, heart, you have yeah. to you you have to step it up. Like you can't win the heart and have pedestrian type vanishing acts like this. I, yeah, but I, th- th- this is a team loss. This is not a Nathan McKinnon loss, right? Like, but and, but, and, but yeah. on the flip, you can't you can't have team losses, but then have those games where. Mac put it on his back and he won that game and that's why he should win the heart. You can't you can't have games where you just vanish and disappear like five on five. If Nathan McKinnon can't hold the puck and score the goal, score a goal to tie it up, mm-hmm. send it to overtime to give it to his team to win the game. Right. That's that's um, you know that I, I don't think it comes into play as much as we wanted to right now. It, it you know, if it happened, it would just add to the the appeal of him winning the heart. Um, I'll say this, if, if he didn't continue the point streak tonight and that adds to, you know, what's going on with, you know, maybe that comes into play a little bit for voting, but I don't, you know, I don't think voters look at individual games. They look at the whole, the season as a whole, and they're not going to ding you for, for a loss because that's on the team. It's not just on totally on him, but I understand the, the, you know what Vargar and you are, are getting at here, but does this lower him in the heart standings? No, no. But and wherever he is in the heart standings, it does. People are not going to be like, "Oh, Nathan McKinnon is solely responsible for that loss." We're going to move slot him down one or two slots because of it. Well, up to this point, <laughs> he's going to need more than just a point streak to win the heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and we're not. You know, the season is is not over. So that that's you know we got to take. You know, when the voting comes, you take everything as a whole. So, no, it's not just on the point streak. It's how, you know, what you finish point-wise, where you finish point-wise, where your team finishes. Because how many times have we seen an MVP in across sports that's not from one of the best teams in the league? You're clearly not valuable. I always go back to the one where uh, um, Alex Rodriguez won he, when he was on the, the Rangers, and they were in dead last, and he won the MVP. What it was, where is he the most valuable player? So they didn't finish dead laster. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's an acronym that kind of means nothing. It's just, yeah. it is what it is. 
All right, let's get to our sound check. Um, Kyle and I pick one song that best summarizes each game. These songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. So you can uh, open up the app, search for LOA Soundcheck. This one is volume number three. So what do you have for this one, sir? Avalanche lose to the Blackhawks. Going back to the tried and true, the old faithful, one of my one of my first bands I fell in love with, Metallica. Mm-hmm. And we're going hardwired to self-destruct. That's whoa. So I mean, you think the abs are are, are there or, or or approaching that of kind of like exploding or imploding? I mean, to this point, like we were just talking about how great it was that the Avalanche beat the Sharks. Mm. Is that well, like you got to give me banner moments? You got to give me something here. Like I've seen a lot of these implosion games. We mentioned Vegas, we mentioned St. Louis, and now we got sh- Chicago, and now we have Ottawa coming up. Like mm-hmm. we just talked about, this was a winnable game, no excuses. Guess what? They didn't win the game. There are no excuses. Like this December was yeah. supposed to be an easy month, and now it's not. It's yeah. This is the MO. If we're talking an identity, I know it's not fun to say, but this is becoming the identity slowly that it doesn't matter what team it is. They could have the opportunity to beat this Colorado Avalanche team. Mm -hmm. Self-destructing is becoming the identity of the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, up to this point, it is. There's no getting around it. This has been a a jumbled season. And you cannot get a grasp on on what this team really is. Um, and I just like how we're both going like the the anger route, right? Like you, you Metallica, angry, like rock. I'm I'm going that same route um, with Rage Against the Machine, and the song is Wake Up. Um, and it's the song that plays at the end of, of uh, the first Matrix movie. If you're right. unfamiliar, um, it's just what they got to do. Yeah. Like, like, there comes a, a a point where it's you have to start or stop coming up with the excuses, and and you said it a couple weeks ago about I'm tired of hearing we're always running into a hot goalie. I'm yep. tired of hearing this. I'm tired of hearing that. You be the aggressor. You be the better team. Don't rely on the other team to 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 play poorly that you can take advantage of. You be the reason they are playing poorly, and we've seen them do it. We've seen them do it many times throughout this season, but then we've also seen the opposite, just about the same. So it's really time for this Avalanche team to really just wake up and and start playing like we know that they can consistently. And we we recorded pretty quickly after the game was over. Um, I, I'm after we're done here and I finish uploading and everything. I want to hear some of these um, locker room press conferences. Because it, uh, if I hear the same stuff over again, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, like rip my beard hair out. I, I, well, it, I, I just, I'm getting tired of hearing it over and over again. If yeah, you, if you, you keep saying that, then fix it, fix it. You know, like you can't keep saying it over and over and over again and not fix the product on the ice. We have blamed referees. We have blamed hot goalies. We have blamed injuries. Eventually, you're going to run out of things to blame, and you're going to have to turn around to everybody in that locker room, and the blame starts falling on you. Absolutely. We'll see. Um, A couple days off. 
So think about this one. This leaves a bad taste in your mouth for the rest of the week. And then uh, it's back home against Ottawa, who's a team in flux right now. They just fired their coach. But I can't sit here right now and, and go into that game with 100% confidence, especially after a loss to a team like the Blackhawks. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, that's going to wrap it up for now, everybody. Um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow to discuss what was said. We didn't, like I said, we just, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go off of what some Avalanche uh, comments were and uh, see what they had to say and whatever else happens. So um, that's going to wrap it up. So thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go!